is there going to be some sort of uh, security to get in, like a keypad or something? Like, I don't know how how old the tech is that is on this building. Yeah, you, you don't know. You'll need to approach it closer to see what needs to be done. Your orders were to secure this building and sort of set up camp here and take readings and search for any kind of data that you can find that's been gathered by the previous research teams. So, uh, to Rad. Yes. I, I get this sense this is kind of your, your area to shine, isn't it? Yes. Yeah? Security, that sort of thing? Yeah. I'll go up and check the building. Do you guys want to take any readings to see if anything that I can't see is here? Oh, uh, well, big guy, I think I think it's probably going to be safer if you, you get a look on it. And then I can know uh, when I'm, you know, fiddling with the dials and stuff that I'm not going to get stabbed in my back by a werewolf. <clears throat> Do you guys want to stay here while I go up or you want to go up yeah, with me? Yeah, we, uh, we will take readings, make notes. Yeah, you uh, scope, scope, scope this place. Yeah, yeah, we wait. Gerard, in order to determine any possible threats in the area and the best way to gain ingress to the facility, what you will need to do is make me a security check with perception. (laughs) So I got two negatives. Uh Uh-oh. So you're at a one, but you have a security score of three. So at rank three, you do get the once per scene re-roll, which would be pretty good since that roll was crap. Yep. Uh, and you can also spend up to three mental strain to boost it because you start at one. You can always boost by one even if you don't have the skill. And ranks one and two simply raise your threshold of what you can spend to make your checks better. All right. Let's do the reroll thing. That's better. That's zero. Okay. So, so now you're coming in at a three and you can spend up to three mental strain if you want to go higher. I will do that. So a six. All right. So you spend three mental strain, take your result up to a healthy six. You see that the building is pretty well locked down. There are no obvious ways in. The windows have either wire mesh or bars. There aren't any open doors. But there is an electronic keypad type entry system in the main front entrance. The thing that you also notice with that higher result is that there is some evidence around the grounds of fires having been set a long time ago. But the way that the foliage is around here, there's a bit of scoring on the building as well. There has been some fire in this area, perhaps years ago, and you do find a couple, as you make your circuit of the building, of pockmarks in the wall as though from gunfire. All right. Gerard takes note of that and then heads back to the group. So the building is fairly locked down. There's a keypad that we can use to get in, but it looks like there was a firefight and somebody set fire around the building. Do you know of any creatures that can create fire naturally? Not with matches, lighters, gas, that kind of stuff. Uh, You know, I'm kind of new to this sort of thing. Christian, you got any ideas? Uh, Christian would like to make a a check to see what he actually knows. Uh, that would be Knowledge Eldritch with Focus. Okay, that's a one on the dice, so that would put me at a four. Can I... I'll, I'll take one strain and put it at a five? Yeah, this is a new scene, so you do have your temporary oh. strain back. I'm just going to take the one and just boost it to a five. There are unconfirmed reports of Jin that can do things like that. Invisible beings that can manifest in fire and cause a lot of damage. 
but that's not local to this area. Uh, there's certainly no mythic fire beings that have any sort of reality established in terms of what you have determined and your level of security clearance with Orpheus. But what you do know is that when encountering unnatural phenomena, the party line in both Orpheus and in sort of the folk wisdom as well is that when in doubt, fire is a good choice. This probably tracks with some of the things I've I've uh, read in Opa's journal too, so. More likely than there being some sort of unnatural phenomenon creating fire, it is likely that the people stationed here used fire and some kind of accelerant to attempt to burn something. Yeah, uh, Sophia, Sophia demons, uh, do not live here, uh, say live somewhere else. This was most likely, uh, flamethrower, as you know this word? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, this is probably a flamethrower to fight some sort of, uh, bad guy or monster that was here. So we are probably fine. If you say it's fine, then we should go to the keypad. What do you think, Delson? Yeah, I reckon that sounds about right. Uh, like I said, I'm deferring to both of your expertises. There's no one here for me to chat up, and I'm not really using the instruments right now, so... Yeah. Whatever you say goes. Okay. I think we're okay. And he will start walking towards the building. The door is quite locked, and the keypad seems inactive. But you have been provided with sufficient equipment to essentially wire yourself in to the keypad and provide it with electricity uh, from like Mm -hmm. a high-powered battery. So you might be able to give the security system a bit of a zhuzh with the proper check. I assume at least one of you has cybersecurity. Gerard has cybersecurity, I think? I do, yep. Okay. If you want to attempt to bypass this keypad and get the front door open. That would be a cybersecurity check also with focus. Focus is the attribute that covers a lot of academic and brainy pursuits in Orpheus. Okay. So you are on dice plus three and have the ability to spend up to three mental strain to boost it if you wish. Uh, so I rolled a two on the dice. My focus is Ooh. a three, so I've got five. You're already at five. Kill it. Spend one to go up to six. It takes you a bit of trial and error, but less than you might have expected. You patch yourself into this thing. You give it a few minutes to take some power off the battery. And lo and behold, the lights come on and you essentially try what would work for a couple old architectures of how these would work. And perhaps your third guess is successful. And there's sort of a uh, system purge. The thing flashes all its buttons at once. And the door with a whoosh of contained air opens, sort of blasting some of the soggy leaves across the threshold. The air is very musty and has been still for a long time as the research facility opens. That's good. Well done, Gerard. Thank you. I'll take point. Yeah. And then Gerard takes point and heads in. So you enter the facility. It's very clinical. It's very institutional. Fluorescent lights, though not 
on at present linoleum floor it's a depressing place but you can see from a quick sweep of the entry that there is a t to a very long hallway that covers most of the building going laterally ahead of you through some double doors you can see what looks like maybe a mess hall down to the right there is a stairwell leading down and corresponding stairwell down to the left as well next to the mess hall there is what looks like a game room there are old ancient dusty billiard tables ping pong tables shelves of what looks like board games and maybe movies and books and you see on the other side of the mess hall some restrooms and what looks to be through the small window in the door a computer lab type area a like data center of some kind though none of the equipment appears to be on right now so the electricity situation is something that you may need to address at some point and you also see on the wall a sort of you are here graphic that confirms your suspicions about most of the things you saw and notes that the laboratory is on the west end of the building downstairs and the barracks are on the east end of the building downstairs and also it denotes that there are various utility buildings and further back down a little path a little trail through the woods apparently a basketball court and pool so this place was clearly intended for a team of people to be here for a very long time. Much of the facility is actually given over to the kind of things that would keep people from going too stir-crazy. But in terms of active threats, you don't see anything in at least the uh, top floor. You seem to be quite alone by your estimation. Um, after panning around with, uh, I assume, a headlamp or a chest lamp or something that we probably have? Yeah, you have flashlights that you can use. Yeah. Your body cams do have an inset light as yeah, well. I, f- I figured we had something. So after illuminating just around and seeing that nothing's like clicking on with like, you know, um, motion sensors, uh, sure, Christian yeah. probably turns to the other two. Yeah, uh, we should probably see about maybe getting some electricity uh, back into the building for maybe uh, to do some more research better on the computers. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also probably just, you know, sure. want to ensure that everything's completely locked down here. They said to secure it before we uh, get going with that research stuff. And I tap the camera. You know, I think electricity is a good idea. All right. Let's go find the generators. Okay. And the door's going to stay open? Like, uh, it's just chucked open now? Because we... Yeah, you would have to, like, go through that process again to close okay. it until the facility has power, at which point, hopefully, if everything's working, things will be easier to okay. operate. that's just what I'm making sure. I would like all three of you, as you were getting ready to probably depart and look for which of the utility installations has some kind of generator, because there are not power lines out here. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly going to be generator power. I would like all of you to set vigilance. Uh, Vigilance in Orpheus is you have a passive value uh, to notice things passively in your environment. It's a passive perception, essentially. Uh, But depending on your awareness skill, you may be able to boost it on a scene-by-scene basis to be 
sharper if your character feels like staying frosty and keeping their eyes peeled. So I would like to hear what each of your vigilance scores are at present, and you are free to boost them based on that skill. I will just keep my vigilance at three then. I have awareness at four. I will take the plus one, so I will put my vigilance at four. And that way you get a boost to your vigilance without actually spending any of your strain, which is nice. How about Delson? Yeah, Delson. If there's one thing that Delson is, despite their sometimes uh, airheaded facade, is aware. They know how to read people. They know how to read situations. So they have an awareness score of five. So uh, I'm assuming that means that I can make that active role just like Gerard did. And I have the ability to spend at my discretion three temporary strain. You can essentially, at rank 5 awareness, you can say that your vigilance is always boosted by 3. The boost to vigilance is a scene-by-scene thing, as is the 3 temporary strain from rank 5 skill. So Mm -hmm. if you just want to always have walk around with your vigilance 3 higher than it otherwise would be, that is something you can do. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, this is based on perception, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Just wanted to be sure, so let me roll the dice to see how that goes. Yeah, that's a minus one, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to activate my rank four and five abilities, so my vigilance for the scene is six. Which is very good. You realize, Delson, that like you weren't even really visually processing the information, but there's actually a lot of insect activity in this building. There are numerous of the very small type of black ants and a couple of what look to be deer ticks on the walls and along the floor. And you didn't really notice that at the beginning, but as you guys are leaving, you realize that there are a lot of them, and they are all sort of moving to cover, are are getting away from you guys. Maybe not that surprising. There hasn't been any light in this room, possibly for years. But they're not scurrying in like an instinctual dash away from you. They're sort of unhurried. Hmm. They're just moving into the shadows and into cracks in the floor and behind things and stuff like that. So that's a that's a lot of bugs. Um, how long do you reckon it's been since uh, since anybody was in here? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, if I remember the documents correctly, I would say it has been years, perhaps maybe even ten. Ten, okay. Uh, you know... And that estimate would line up with what you have seen of the fixtures in this place. The technology is a bit outdated, and Orpheus tends to not spare expense on things like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if this was abandoned 10 years ago, you know, that's... It may like even be right... more like 15 or Ooh, 20. 15. Like... Yeah, so that's like, what, a, a Windows Millennium Edition at that point? Yeah, something something in that vein. Okay. Um, if Maybe this is just my paranoia. Maybe I'm just a little bit um, on edge about these things. Maybe it's because I grew up out in New Zealand, but um, like 15 years, isn't it like the life cycle? Uh, the, bur- the burrowing cycle for something like a cicada? There's just this weird sense that I'm kind of afraid that if there's a bunch of bugs in here, there's like mutated cicadas or something. Yeah, actually, <laughs> probably interest, not rational. interesting. Cicadas actually uh, seven years, so that is two. Oh, see, yes, yeah, so like fourteen years. If it's been fourteen years, yeah. fourteen years. 
you know, it's probably ridiculous, though. I doubt that it's that that's the case. The only the one thing that puts your mind slightly more at ease is that the trees are not screaming right now. Like you're not hearing all the cicadas would not be in season right now. Anyway, well, I suppose. Right. They're, they're not in season right now, but I'm worried like Delson is worried that in disturbing this site, because there seems to be supernatural activity, if things are defying the laws of nature, who knows? Sure. <laughs> what might go on with these crazy things? But yeah, but you know, it's full. Cicadas yeah. are summer bugs. Yeah. Bugs can be killed. Bugs can be killed. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, he is very strong. We, uh, we can stand behind him. He has a can of bug spray, perhaps, like this. <laughs> and he, we will be fine. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Perhaps maybe the power okay. first, and then we worry about the bugs. Yeah, yeah. So just keep that in the back of your mind, though. Not the cicada thing, necessarily. That's probably... Uh, just too the far, insects. But the whole bugs yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just insects in general. Keep that theme on your brain. Yeah, they are creepy. I've never liked them. So yeah, like, where, where do we reckon this generator is? It's it's one of three things based on the map graphic that Gerard took stock of. So with minimal effort, the three of you were able to find the generator, the gasoline and kerosene. There's actually a couple different generators that probably do different things, but there's an ample stock for all of them. A little questionable on like the quality... This may be very old fuel. You may only get a short time of being able to use the facility without these generators breaking, depending on how well-preserved the fuel is. But you do find them. Do you want to go ahead and just try turning them on, or do you want to assess their condition, or what? Uh, What skill would it take to assess their condition? That would be a mechanics which none of you are trained in, but I would say that you can call that a related skill to lab use. Okay. So what that would do is you'd be able to use that skill two ranks lower than what you have. All right. That works for uh, me. Uh, I've got three ranks of lab use, so that would put me at one, which still allows me to boost it if I feel like that's relevant. Necessary. Yeah, by oh, up yeah. to two instead of the normal one. Based on focus still or what? Yeah, for the assessment of it, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, buds, before we try to start these things up, let's have a quick look, eh? Roger. Yeah. Uh, that's flat, so that's three. All right, that's enough to tell that one of them seems to be in working order, and one of them is going to need to be rewired. Looks like rodents, maybe. There's a large gas generator that looks to be in good shape. It looks to be more sturdily manufactured, and more importantly, the wiring is more contained, whereas the kerosene generator, it looks like squirrels or mice or something have bit the bejesus out of some of the exposed wiring and that's going to need to be like fixed before it does mm-hmm. anything can we tell if they both work in tandem or if one's a backup for the other probably not from here but actually when you look around this utility shed there actually is a little diagram sort of stickered on the inside of a fuse box that shows the different circuits and it appears that the facility itself is run off the large gas generator the kerosene generator seems to power a network of hunting cameras throughout Mm. the area uh, on Mm -hmm. the outside of the facility and apparently like out into the woods a good ways motion activated hunting cameras okay yeah i had figured that it was maybe it's uh i think of things sometimes through the lens of like an adventure game 
or a, like a Resident Evil style game, and I would always assume that the generators serve different purposes. So I'm glad to see that that's paid off. <laughs> um, yeah, so it looks like the kerosene generator here is kind of shot. Um, looks like there's been some critters in there uh, eating up the wires. However, the gas uh, generator here, we can probably get that working pretty safely. I don't know if somebody wants to take a stab uh, at repairing the other generator. Um, I'm not very good at that kind of thing. And last time, I tried to kitbash something. Uh, well, you know, you know, that was a, that was a few hours ago, and it did not go very well. So I'm not necessarily in love with the idea of trying that again. Nevertheless, you sadly do know from working with these two that you are going to be better at that than either of them are. But you're looking over there at the diagram. Yeah. Uh, Christian, yeah. right? Does it say anything about what's going on with these generators? Yeah, it says the, uh, the gas one that you're looking at runs the facility yeah. proper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the okay. other one runs some cameras, which I am very interested in their data, but perhaps their okay. data can yeah. be accessed through the computers in the system, and we don't necessarily need to reactivate the cameras at this time. Yeah? Okay. So... Uh, let's look at it this way. Uh, once we turn that generator on, we probably do have a limited amount of time that we have to work with that, right? Yeah. You know, just based on the state of the the fuel, can't exactly be fresh um, and all that. So well, how about we try to turn all of our, our, our lights, you know, our torches and stuff toward the kerosene generator, and I'll see if I can get anything done uh, in terms of getting that repaired. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, at least you know from that diagram that you're not going to break the research station if you mess this up. Right, and, you know, I'm sure a generator itself isn't going to start echoing my life story back at me. I would I would say so that deep this, breaths. this is good idea. This is good advice. Okay, okay, yeah. You know, just like my mum always told me. A kerosene generator isn't going to recite your whole life story to you. So what should I be rolling here? Uh, to try to repair it, yeah. uh, again, that's mechanics. So you're going to have a skill rank one. This one's going to be dexterity, though. All righty. Can I help by awkwardly looking over his shoulder, or is that not something that I can do based on my skill set? There would be a penalty for, like, bad visibility, but if you guys are all shining flashlights on it and stuff, that'll be waived. Okay, yeah, then, then I would definitely be awkwardly close and using my lights to help him. Perfect. Here's hoping I can actually roll a positive number. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the time to do it. Hey, speak of the devil. So that's a plus one on the dice which brings me up to a base of three and i'll go ahead and i'll spend uh the one physical strain i'm allowed to bump me up yeah to a four because four seems healthy that does put me at five physical strain though remaining oof well you second guess yourself a couple of times but you do essentially hotwire this thing and you know mend some of the stuff you end up getting the thing to where you think it's probably going to work if you fuel it up. All right. Or at least it's as good as you're going to be able to get it. It worked out better than you felt like it was going to halfway through. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like this thing's as set as it's going to be. Uh, if I touch anything else, the whole thing might fall apart. But I think if we put some kerosene in there, we should be good to go. I reckon, though, you know, if we're going to want to access that camera system, we probably need to thunk, thunk 
and I knock on the gasoline generator, uh, get the thing going fast. Yeah, I think uh, Christian would would go to make the uh, gasoline generator work. Uh, Okay. Let's get this going. Though there is a lot of loud glugging and thumping and gross smoke and things like that, eventually the big gas generator gets going uh, if you copiously fuel it up. Okay, and now for the kerosene. Similarly, there are a couple sparks that come out of it. A little scarier with all the fuel that you've been throwing around, but I assume that you poured it relatively carefully. And so eventually you do, in fact, have two generators going, and it is it is awfully loud in this shed now. Okay, so I think we should probably head out, do a perimeter sweep again. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? And I motion my thumb toward the door. Yeah. And uh, a Christian will exit. When you guys close the door behind you, mercifully, it is very well soundproofed. You can still certainly hear what's going on, but it's not as oppressive. Crucially, uh, not echoing, you know, miles out into the woods, which you're probably big fans of. So did we want to head straight back to the research center? Did we want to do a sweep now that all the lights are on and stuff? Our mission parameters say we're supposed to secure this facility. I think we should do that first. That is correct. Let's get securing. And I sort of pantomime strapping something down. All right. When you return to the facility, I would like a knowledge biology check from Delson. Ooh. With focus. Damn bugs are at it again. Ooh, that's a plus two. Um, and so my focus is three. That's a baseline of five. I really don't have the strain to go spending willy-nilly, so I'm going to take a five. Okay, that's good enough. All three of you noticed that the insects are absolutely not in evidence. They've all completely hidden themselves at this point, and while that is fairly natural behavior for ticks, um, that's not really something that you would expect of a common ant, Delson. Like, they don't really care if it's light or dark. They're not like roaches or a lot of other pests that will flee from light. Ants aren't usually bothered, uh, but they Mm. are all absent now. Okay, so these ants are acting strangely. They've, uh, they've, They've burrowed away. It looks like, and I reckon we've all got experience with ants, yeah? Those things will just storm up onto a picnic table in in the middle of December, you know, when the sun's at its highest spot. Could the lights in here be special lights to keep the bugs out? They appear to be normal fluorescent lighting, as far as you can tell. So, yeah, the the bugs are, they're acting strangely. Um, I will make a note of this. Just, yeah, keep that theme again in your brain insects can they be trusted we will not know today uh well well we might find out and i hope that the answer is yes because if it's no that's really gonna suck uh but hey maybe they're weak to fire huh yeah this i know they'd be nice yeah i've heard of this from fire ants in the southwest have you not heard of this no, I, I'm, I've heard of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they make a trench with the fire, so the ants die in the fire. So that makes sense. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, that's enough about bugs for the, for the moment. Where do we want to scope out now? Um, Gerard, I figure it should probably be your call, eh? We're yammering your ears off, probably. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Christian's running point on this mission. It's his call as to what oh. we do. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's dive into the computers. Let's get that data. Okay. Let's go then. Computers, it is. There are parts of this building that you haven't been in yet, but yeah, like 
you weren't able to open any doors before, and so perhaps now with the uh, system online, you will be able to. And nothing opens at all. And in fact, there are no keypads to open them. And there's a moment of puzzlement about that. And then you realize, okay, the outer door is still open. And on reaccessing that and closing the door, you hear the clicks of all the interior doors unlocking. Good failsafe. Which... Yeah, that yeah, that could be good or bad for us right now. All right, uh, do you want to check the computers? Can you see if there's any cameras internally that we can check first? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's check a, a computer. Is is there computers in the main? Oh, you said it was a hallway, right? And then and then the building is mostly just an entry that then tees into a long hallway with utility closets and other shit back towards you. And then on the opposite side, there's a big mess hall. There's what looks like a game room uh, and there is a computer right, lab okay. and then a stairwell going only down. There's not a second floor or anything, uh, but there apparently is a basement level on each side. So the computer lab is up into your left, but you can see, you can okay, see where so it is. So once the, uh, the front door is closed and the computer lab is now accessible, uh, Christian would probably head into there and see what we're working with on these windows 98 machines. Yeah. It takes a while for things to boot up. You hear all the horrible crunchy sounds and groaning from the computer. Like they, these are old machines, but you familiarize yourself with what's going on. And you can see that there is a program on the desktop for storing images captured by the camera network. I would access that program then. Interestingly, at first you think, oh, this doesn't, this isn't working because there aren't any images. But you realize that probably it's set up to automatically delete things that are not specifically saved after a certain term because like these computers are old enough that storing an enormous number of image files would eventually cause a problem so you probably would have had someone reviewing stuff and saving it elsewhere on the computer uh, if it was worth saving and it would be you know purging the rest here and there so uh, you you need to further investigate the system to see if there's anything useful so I would like a cybersecurity check from someone. Who I think our cybersecurity expert continues to be Gerard. Yep. <laughs> All right. So this is a focus-based test. Zero on the die, so that gives me a three. I'll spend one to move it up to a four. So with a bit of poking around in this antiquated system, you do find a folder marked images with different folders within that cover spans of dates. And you do see that the most recent files are from 2001. So it has been a good long time since anyone has used this for anything. And you can go back a couple of years from there. And a scan through the images doesn't reveal anything specifically shocking or informative. But most of the images that are saved are what you'd expect from hunting cameras, images of wildlife. But there's just something a little off about these various deer and raccoons and the occasional bobcat or coyote that you see on these images. Something a little creepy and unsettling about them. And in order to interpret exactly what it is, though, because it's not something obvious, I'm going to need someone to do a hybrid check between biology and knowledge eldritch and... I specifically made it so that one of you has one of those and one of you has the other. Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing a collaborative check. Cool. You're going to be looking at these images and 
trying to put together what's going on. Delson, you have biology, Mm -hmm. but you don't have knowledge eldritch. And Matt, you have knowledge eldritch, but not biology. So you're both rolling without a skill with perception, but we're going to use the collaborative check rules which of you is going to lead the check i would recommend that christian takes point on it because his perception is stronger than delson's okay then i will helm the check all right so that is simply a perception check which you may spend one mental strain on if you wish you're each going to get a result and the way that collaborative checks work in this game is the closer to the lead player's result the supporting player is the greater a bonus they add to the person doing I see. the check Okay, that is a one on the dice, so that would put me at a four. So yeah, you either are at a four or you can go to a five. I'll if go you to a wish. five. Okay. Delson, I... biology check with perception. Yeah, I do want to let you know. A zero skill check with perception. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's a minus one, so that's a, a one for me. Okay, because that's so much lower, you're actually sort of getting in Christian's way. Yeah. Unless you spend one mental strain you could at least get to where you don't harm his result. Okay, I'm going to uh, Had you that. gotten higher than that, you could have added one, two, or even three uh, right. to his result. That's, I was almost going to step in and say, hey, maybe don't spend that strain. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> but you didn't, did you? Um, <laughs> y- hey, you moved on so fast. <laughs> I tried. All right, so Life I'm going to spend you fast, that strain, so that, that'll get me up to a two, so I'm at least not, so you're at least not hurting. in the way. Five is enough for at least some of what can be concluded from this these animals are sort of the higher animals of the area right these are not katie dids and ants and voles these are sort of your more intelligent more mentally complex creatures in the area but in the instances in which they are looking close to or directly at the cameras perhaps responding to the flash there is a sense of facial expression on these animals that is nearly human-like. There is a cast of intellect, of awareness in their faces, in their eyes, that you do not normally see. Further, many of them, where they are not taking a second to look at the camera, are in an attitude of hurried moving through the area. And... Looking at all these different images over the course of a couple of years, you see a pattern emerge based on the camera numbers, because there is a plan of where all the cameras are that you can access through this program. Like there is a map with all of the cameras positions marked. These animals displaying their strange sense of intellect are all moving out of this area some of them quite hurriedly they seem to be rather driven in getting away from this area so putting it all together you have a pattern over years of animals of a certain mental complexity or higher looking to be more intelligent than they naturally occur in the wild in some way in kind of a more preternatural way and hustling getting out of this place it's all a little weird. I would okay. like both of you to roll against horror just for the unnaturalness of the situation. Cool. That's a three. Uh, one on the dice, so that puts me at a six. Both of you pass. Uh, there's a two sanity loss. 
Uh, don't want to be at a disadvantage because I haven't used any of my social skills yet, so I'm going to spend uh, one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spend uh, one of those mental strain, unfortunately, because if I take that two damage, that'll fill You'll up my track and I'll start up to lightly wounded. penalties. Yeah. And I am a, actually a social character, and that's where all of my social goods are. So I don't want to take a hit to that. So I'm at three mental strain. Yikes. But... Fortunately, this is not actually the pool that you do social tasks out of. That's actually exactly. intentionally how the character is built. He, he is built to handle crazy crap through mental strain so that the spiritual strain is free to do social maneuvering. Right. To, to clarify, I believe that that lightly wounded penalty, because that's in like the, the spiritual domain. Right. Sanity is the spiritual type of damage. There are three types of stats, mental, physical, spiritual, and there are three damage tracks, similarly. Mm -hmm. And all of my social skills are spiritual, so like charisma and willpower, so I wanted to make sure that I sort of protect that while I still can. If you take a wound penalty to spiritual stuff, all your charisma rolls are going to be penalized. Exactly. Which is exactly what your character doesn't want. Right, and so I will say, to the credit of Rob, uh, the brilliant engineer behind the system, oh, he did put me in quite a pickle where I had to choose between um, losing this precious resource, my mental strain, and saving that, but taking a hit to sort of my area of expertise. You know, yes, Orpheus is pain. In um, case you want to check out some of these rules and these difficult decisions, perhaps on a Kickstarter that's live right <laughs> perhaps. now. Perhaps. Just to, to do a hypothetical example, apropos of nothing, a Kickstarter that you can go spend your money on and get a nice, beautiful book. That's what you guys find. Like, putting your expertise together over the course of perhaps another really boring half hour for Gerard, but uh, a rather productive and unsettling one for the two of you. So... We've got weird stuff going on with the bugs and with the, the higher tier animals. Um, do you think those might be related? Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, I, I think I think they are. Um, I am not too much a fan of Sad Coyote. He shows up uh, many times in these cameras. Uh, he makes me sad. He's uh, really depressing, He's actually. just a yeah. little developer, and uh, he, why is he so sad? I... If I was going to put my money on it, Christian, I'd probably say it's the bugs. So they, they, it's, I guess to put it into words, I am scared that the bugs are, um, that they're acting in a strange way. And maybe this culminates in some sort of way that affects the, the wildlife around here, um, causing them to flee. There's obviously something else that's going on that makes them look so, like, human. Yeah, that. But, but I'm worried that there's a connection going on Yeah. There. That might be the, um, the eldritch energies, perhaps, that I was feeling. Perhaps that is giving these animals a more color to their face. And then on these cameras, it is picking it up. It is uh, not, not very good. So, if I'm understanding what you're saying, the animals look sad... And they're leaving? Uh, so, some of them look sad. Um, there's a whole variety of emotions. Yeah, I was just personally these... affected by the coyote one who showed up a couple times. Maybe you pick your favorite one, Jared, and you will know who is your animal. Could it be that the animals can hear that voice you were hearing? I think that's, not a, that's not a bad theory. Yeah. 
I mean, if if it's happening on a on a supernatural sort of um, frequency or, or if it has a, an origin that's not natural, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it transcends the actual boundaries of language. Um, yeah. And was thus affecting these creatures. That's actually a you're sharp as a tech, aren't you? Yes, that is a very astute idea, Zedrod. Uh, perhaps these animals are picking up on it like when a dog uh, goes crazy before an earthquake or perhaps when a cat... Uh, knows that there's a fire, you know? That is a... Oh, I will make a note of this. And Christian starts making more notes. Fucking brilliant, Chris, by the way. Like... Yeah, no, that was like... That was seriously a super tight... Do you want to examine one of these animals? Uh, We'd have to find one. Yeah, these pictures are very old for the most part because this system has been down for for years. So it's... Oh, no! Yeah... No, said Coyote's probably dead. Oh, see, now you put the words in my head. I was just thinking he moved. You know, he found a nice flat somewhere else. He was living with a friend. And now you're saying he's dead? Now I cannot get that image out of my head. He got so old and his hair turned gray and he died. He's probably a pile of bones. (laughs) Dallison, you've really put this... Paul on my whole thinking about these these weird critters. Now I ugh. Oh. No, but you you make a good point, Gerard. Sorry about that. I'm just a little bit shaken. Um it, those were old pictures, but the wildlife around here might still be having those kinds of reactions. Were all those pictures taken at night? I I should probably ask that out of character since Delson themselves did see the pictures. No, there are various times of day. Uh, it's okay. motion activated, and it was not exclusively at and one. And just time a of frame day. of okay. reference, those pictures probably stopped because the power stopped. What would we say, like five years right. ago, seven? Yep. Or or are we saying the the power stopped when two thousand one was? He said the last. Yeah, two th- no, like 16 oh, okay. years right. ago, okay. they stopped okay. being taken because there was no longer any okay. electricity. I didn't know if, they, if like, the, the, you know, the um, the workers evacuated, leaving the system running, and then the system cut off when it cut off. Okay. Fair. Yep. I mean, prop- either they shut it down when they left, or it just yeah. ran out of fuel. Okay. Yeah. That's like- fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might want to check that out. Did we want to do a sweep of the rest of the the site first though just to make sure everything now that the doors are opening and stuff it's probably a good yeah. plan yeah yeah all right so what do you say we just do a, a routine sweep i'm not delson isn't stupid i can't just pretend like i don't know absolutely anything um just you know sweep you know room for room methodically does it sound kosher by the book to you gerard absolutely i'll take point that sounds great go get him Picture there's just a montage of us kicking yeah, doors open. The remaining with... rooms on the upper floor, that being the mess hall, the game room, and just a couple of utility closets and offices are all normal. Very disused, kind of dusty, certainly very close and musty air-wise, but nothing out of the ordinary. What remains is the downstairs floor or floors. It was unclear from the diagram whether there are actually two basements that are not joined to each other or one large basement, but there are two stairwells, one of which leads to a barracks area and one that leads to a lab. So what next do you reckon? Barracks or lab? I think we should go to the lab. Yeah, so then I could put down this bedroll and this pillow and my stuff so at least I can be lighter on my feet, you know? Just in case the bugs come. Hey, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a really good way to get a bunch of mutant cicadas. 
in your bedroll. Yeah, but why? But that's your choice. Would you want to sleep in the computer labs? That seems uncomfortable. And the floor is stone. It seems hard on. We could sleep in the barracks. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that the barracks is downstairs. He is scared of these mutant cicadas. I'm thinking we go to the lab first in case there are animals that they captured years ago that have mutated more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gerard, yeah. you are a very, very smart man. I like the way you're thinking. Let us go. You descend the stairs, and uh, when you open the door, it's another bypass that you need to do. Apparently there was some kind of code to get in, but you're able to brute force it. The door opens instead of on a lab or even a hallway to a lab... The door reveals plastic sheeting. This wing of the building has been sort of weather sealed off. What do you do? Do the lights pierce the plastic sheeting or no? You can't really see clearly through it, but you can see that it's illuminated past the sheeting. The The power mm. works within. Uh, any idea why they would seal it like oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Would, would we have any like protocol knowledge why they might seal it? when they've left like a like you know the handbook does the handbook say when you're leaving a site no because you guys aren't laboratory gotcha. staff you're field operatives but a focus-based lab use check you could at least figure out what might be accomplished by doing this what the ramifications of that might be right yeah why what are the protocols and like circumstances under which they would like hermetically seal this uh, I haven't used uh, my skill features this scene, so I rolled a minus one, gonna re-roll. Sure. Hey, listener, I just rolled a minus three. <laughs> so that's gonna be a minus one for me. Um, <laughs> yep. So, uh, God, I really, I really can't spend the strain on this. That's gonna be a two. Okay, so it's basically impossible to say between these two things, but, like, off the top of your head, they could be quarantining the lab because of something that happened in the lab, or they have specimens and results in there that they don't want contaminated by outside stuff. Okay, so we've got two options here. Basically, they um, the lab itself was um, contaminated, um, so it could be a danger zone, or they have something going uh, on in there that they want to prevent having contact from external contaminants. So um, either they want to keep things out or they want to keep what's in there in but i have some good news in the case of they're trying to keep something like toxic inside uh we do have hazmat equipment if we want to you know dive yeah. into that yeah yeah this is good uh just want to check gerard do you think we should uh, commit to this course of action right now or would it be worth us sweeping the barracks first i would recommend we clear every area of potential threats first okay so uh barracks then yes perfect you good with that, Chris? Yeah, yeah. We, we go to the barracks, put down my bedroll, and then we come back into hazmat suits. This is good. The three of you make your way back up the stairs and over to sort of the opposing basement area, and you find the barracks in similar condition to the rest of the building in terms of dusty, musty, and long disused, but empty of any obvious threat. See what I was saying? No cicadas. These are just dusts. Just dust there and dust there. Maybe some bunnies in the dust, but that's fine. Okay, yeah, it's dusty, and uh, you could do you could do worse than dusty. This to your satisfaction, Gerard. Should we switch into the hazmat suits, or is there anything else you think we might be missing? 
I think we're good. Alrighty. Hazmat suited up. Let's. It's morphin time. Yeah. So the three of you don the comprehensive and rather unwieldy hazmat equipment, but better safe than sorry. And you do, in fact, also have a rudimentary sort of portable plastic airlock, like a little plastic tunnel set up with like two seals that you can do. Nice. So that you can go into this area and with any luck not bring in too many external factors if that is in fact what it was about this is getting more and more fancy and more and more exciting yeah i reckon we probably should do just that and i would like to say that probably weapons on the outside of the hazmat suit just in case there's some sort of living uh plant monster audrey 2 style thing in the inside right right definitely it takes some time to properly set this up but you do eventually create your little airlock situation and gerard i assume is going to be the one to cut through the plastic and enter the lab first absolutely the lights are on computers are uh, actually still booting up at the point that you get here uh there are various systems around there are lab benches numerous storage shelves things like that you can see in the back that there are refrigerated sections, almost like a lab walk-in, probably for cultures and things like that, if they're studying any biological material. Plenty of microscopes and other equipment arrayed quite clinically. But you see in the back also a really formidable bulkhead-style door with like a pressure wheel to open it. Now, what would we think is beyond a door like that being operatives of Orpheus. Something super climate controlled. I mean, if you look closer at the door, what's not there is arcane sigildry or anything like that to suggest that it's containing something magical. This does appear to be standard lab stuff. And you can actually see that it is very cold in the next room and that that's being maintained. Mm -hmm. Although you see a ton of condensation and stuff because obviously this place ran out of power a long time ago. Uh, But you actually hear the climate control system straining to return that room to some set very low temperature. So I think Christian would skip the the biological like the culture area and all and all the computers and stuff and kind of go directly to the door seeing that it (laughs) to the heart of the matter seeing that it is cold and kind of just staring at it kind of awkwardly in his uh straight back german way and just uh yeah um this is odd yeah uh maybe we should check the computers for records of what just behind that door. That is better than my idea, which was to open it. Good job, Gerard. And yeah, unfortunately, the window, the little porthole in the bulkhead, is not terribly useful to look through, despite there being some illumination past it, because there is so much condensation on the glass on the opposite side. Ooh. Mm. We should check those computers. I'm just thinking, if we just turn back on the power, that thing's probably getting, like, flash frozen right now, isn't it? It probably wasn't doing so hot for like the last 16 years could anything survive in there for 16 years depends on what they've got in there i I say we follow your lead and we check those computers yeah christian would be sitting down at one of the uh, booting up machines at this point the lab machines are all password and in other manners 
secured. So getting anything out of these stations is going to be a cybersecurity check with so focus. So Christian lifts up yeah. his hands, sees the password thing comes up, gets up, and then motions for Gerard to take a seat. Roger. Gerard sits down and starts typing on the keyboard. Uh, that would be a four. You do get into the basic system. You do see that there there are some programs that you don't really know the use of. It's clearly involved with the lab work that they do here. But after poking around a little bit, you can see that there are some logged research reports, almost like daily rundowns of what's been accomplished and what's being worked on, stretching back throughout the life of the facility. This is the kind of thing where, like, you need to choose how long you're going to spend doing this. Because you could spend a long time here. Gerard just steps up from the computer and says to Christian, Can you see what's behind that door? I don't know if we should spend a ton of time here. I don't know if the cold is awakening whatever's behind the door. Yeah, that's... Hurting the thing that's behind the door. Good point, and they did say not to stay here until nightfall. Once once nightfalls, things are going to get a little bit difficult, so... Um... Ah, Yes. See, I misunderstood that. I thought that she, that she meant not to be in the woods during nightfall, but... That is true. No, you're supposed to be secured here at night uh, oh. if you have to stay. Well, right, if we have to stay, but if I was... You can, if you can get everything done before, I mean, all to the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Right, that is sort of what I was driving oh, toward. Because okay, okay. this place is also full of weird bugs. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying the way Christian understands English is very literal, so that's why I, I put that out there. Uh, Christian is definitely going to do like a control F search to go to 2001 and sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, you can see and where they're he's sort of read uh, like, like arranged. The, the latest entries from 2001 to try to figure out what, like if it says like asset or blah, 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 whatever, whatever it is, he wants to find some sort of data on what might be in this room. From what you gather through the technical jargon code-based stuff like clearly they've got kind of a parlance for the project because it's been going on for so long so there are various code names and shorthands that make it a little hard to follow but apparently there are five test subjects of some kind in the room beyond and apparently they are dead and at least in 2001 and the purpose of the room was to slow the decay process and minutely observe the decomposition hmm. to slow it down so that it can be meticulously categorized and understood at every point. But the project was stopped at some point. There was a order that came down that this project was no longer a priority and that the active staff were to leave and that either the project would be picked back up or the facility would be repurposed at a later time. And apparently that later time didn't come. Yeah. So hmm. what I'm seeing here is that this was to study some cadavers that were needing the data from decomposition i think that maybe uh nothing is going to be alive in there perhaps maybe some parasites if they live past this cold this coldness but um i think we're okay except for maybe gerard might uh keep his hand on his gun i can't see inside but i think we're okay to open it yeah okay if you think that's good well, I'll, I'll trust your analysis so is there a way to open it that we can have like 
Gerard be at a good position with uh, whatever weapon he has? I don't. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's not the one working the uh, Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to work the valve and then kind of duck out of the way out of his sight so he can fire on whatever might be alive and or dead. You grunt and strain and work the uh, door to a unsealed state. (laughs) To an unsealed state. Of course, there is a rush of cool, but not terribly cold air. Very wet from the inside as it's opened and pressure equalizes. And nothing instantly jumps out. The lights are feeble due to having just comprehensive moisture condensated all over them. Uh, A couple of them have actually shorted out from the wetness. Clearly, this room was intended to be kept at a lower temperature where it was drier. Mm -hmm. But... Gerard, you see the room is dominated by a set of what looks to be six cylindrical metallic installations that you see have already started to crystallize ice on the outside of them. Whatever is in here, uh, the room is kept cold. The seemingly cryogenic installations in the middle are kept colder than that. Like You can actually hear the cracking as ice begins to form on the outsides of these things. All right. Gerard steps in the room and shines a light all around looking for everything he can and making sure he clears every corner. The room is sort of set up where these cryogenic tubes are in the center and all the way around the outside are research stations or, you know, lab bench type things, some hard copy paper files of stuff in cupboards or up on shelves, some computers that almost certainly don't work anymore, probably kind of soaked, but you could give them a try at some point. They are certainly not powered on, despite some of the lights in the room being on. But nothing is moving. Uh, nothing is obviously present. Gerard gives the silent signal telling him it's all clear and waves him in. So you said that they're like cylindrical tubes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that maybe the test subjects are in? Is that You wouldn't be shocked. All right. As someone who is trained in things biological, I think it might be a good idea if I take a look at those there tubes. What do you think? Yeah. I will uh, have a look over your shoulders when you do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just want to take a look at you right here, Christian. And I want to say, if it said coyote in there, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was not even thinking of him. <laughs> and you've brought back all my sad feelings of the tiny felper. And I go ahead and I wipe the the tube to see if I can see inside. Scavenge for some sort of like scalpel or something and car windshield scrape Ooh. to get a view of what's in the tube. Because okay. as the security sweep of the room progressed, the uh, ice has become rather solid on the outside of the tubes. Again, this place was not meant to get so wet. So you do find a suitable implement, like some kind of... Use I was going to say, Gerard knife. might have a spare uh, yeah. cable. Oh, sure. You know, he can... Yeah, easy enough. So you scrape a little window into the cryogenic tube, and what you see there certainly has implications. Inside is a humanoid figure dressed in laboratory scrubs, but... Every bit of exposed skin on this form has long since erupted in a fungal cornucopia. Your biological knowledge says to you immediately, dozens, maybe hundreds of species 
that do not normally coexist. The decomposition of this thing, human thing, is entirely out of sync with nature. The pure fecundity of it is impossible. And you realize, with a sinking feeling, that the subjects of research here were the previous research team. Like, these are Orpheus scientists in these tubes. And when whatever happened happened, the next team just got sent in to study the results. (laughs) 